Somebody said on a TikTok, why he got a guitar in his hand if he ain't even playing it? And then so you just posted a video of you just railing it. Oh, uh, just maybe maybe use some other words. <laughs> railing it with yeah, it's just, <laughs> railing, yeah. just railing the guitar. Grab the KY, get yourself ready. You got some slide to do. Oh, hang in now, we'll the boys. Maybe some critters too. So get your phone and get on the gram. You know where to find the man. Slide into the DMs. Girls on your mind. Slide into the DMs. Oh, baby, take your time. Slide, slide, slip it on in. Here we go again. DM Monday. Welcome to episode 28 of the DM Monday All podcast. Right. How we doing here? Trey Lewis, Mitch Wall. What's up? Were you not recording? 38. What did I say? 28. What's up? Welcome to episode 38 of the DM Monday podcast. I am Trey Lewis. We got Mitch Wallace in the house as a co-host. Where's Bonner today? He's not showing up. Yeah, he's not going to be here. Cool. Matt McElwain, how you doing over there? It's been a minute. Yep, good. Um, You got some big shoes to fill, McElwain. You got to talk today. Yeah, I would like to <laughs> introduce y'all at this time to our guest, Peyton Smith. What up, dog? Yo, what up, man? Man, I was listening to your project today. I was trying to get to it before, you know, so I could spend some time with it. But, dude, it sounds awesome. Thank you, man. I was like, Appreciate dude, this guy, Mitch pulled up next to me. I was like, dude, this guy's really good. Thank you, man. Um, yeah, freaking awesome, man. So you just put that out, right? I did, yeah. I put it out on, I guess, well, yeah, I mean, it came out. This past Friday, so I mean, I guess what 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 is that? May nineteenth, uh, I guess. Nineteenth, yeah. I guess. Nineteenth. What's your um, favorite song on it, Mitch? Um, I don't. I mean, you kind of skewed me earlier by saying yeah. "Miss the Boat," so I probably would go there. Yeah, that's my favorite. Um, I love "Miss the Boat," man. That was a. Uh, that was me and David Lee Murphy, so that was a pretty cool. Yeah, you know, Mister cool, right, right. Mister Dust on the Bottle. Yeah, himself. himself. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh. No, man, I, I love that one. There's one on there called What Colors Your Wild. Now, yeah. that's the title of the, the project, but yeah. um, kind of a funny story about that song. That song, I think, was written in like 2015, and oh, I wow. just started coming like to town and, and writing. And um, a guy named Casey Bethard and Monty Criswell wrote that. And I was just writing a with, guy with those two. Yeah, a guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Big deal. yeah, you know, he'll make it one day. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but Monty, uh, Monty played me this song called What Colors You Wild and I was just like I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna cut that one day and yeah. I, I never knew like I was it was always just like I'm, I'm gonna cut that one day and I mean here we are shoot I guess seven eight years later and I finally got to yeah. cut it which had been cut by other artists I think before but it never it never made the final cut and it's a kind of a weird song it's a little bit like it's kind of Pink Floydish, yeah. and which I love all that kind of stuff. But David Gilmore, dude, yeah, dude, best guitar tone, in the, the world. best man. So Hands creepy. Down. Yeah, I mean, just like he had like this creepy guitar yeah. tone, and we used to. Um, you might not know this, but I'm sober now. I've been sober for be 16 years in June. Mm. Um, but back in high school, when I was still on the drugs, we used to <laughs> we used to go to Spencer's and uh, steal posters. We would put them in our pants, and then we had like you know those fuzzy posters with like oh, yeah, dude. the black lights, Absolutely. and just smoke some brown weed and just 
I remember just laying there in the floor listening to the uh, comfortably numb guitar solo. Oh, and I dude. was like, man, I could get high without even. Right? Without, you know, yeah, without having anything. Brown weed? Yeah. Just some, <laughs> what just is some that? really what bad. Is that? Just really bad weed. <laughs> brown weed. Yeah, just like brown frown, <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. Bobby Brown, just not good. <laughs> Yeah, it's like all smushed up, has seeds and sticks all in it. Just not, not, not good. Yeah. But uh, oh man, Pink Floyd. Anyway, dude, that's great, man. All that stuff. The first, I, my dad, he was kind of like he raised me on a lot of that like classic rock. So like yeah. I remember, like it was all like Boston and Pink Floyd. And the first record that I remember, like there was two records. I remember like my mom, she was like all like nineties country. And the first record I remember hearing was the pure country soundtrack yeah the pure country so like the, the movie with george Strait and like mm-hmm. anyways i don't know like when that came out i mean it was well before you know before i was born but i remember that album i remember my dad driving us to football practice and it, he swung by walmart and like picked up uh hysteria by yeah. def leopard and that was like the first album i ever remember hearing and he was like super like Hey, now don't show this to your grandparent because I think it had like the <laughs> it had like yeah. it had like the weird like diamond sign thing yeah, and he yeah. was like don't you know don't they were like that's devil music you know don't don't play that you know <laughs> in front of your grandparents <laughs> don't tell your grandparents I played you this yeah, yeah. don't yeah. tell them I played you pour some sugar on yeah. me <laughs> yeah I was talking to somebody the other day and they were like because I mean I don't know I feel like now being a part of it being an artist is not only just putting music out and let music speak for itself so-called yeah but um you know it's like we almost have to sell people on like our personalities you know sure. what i mean like who we are that's another reason that i have this podcast because i feel like it you know diversifies the kind of content that i put out but i was talking to somebody the other day they were like what about george Strait?" you know like he didn't write any of his songs he wasn't like all over social media and shit like that but i was like yeah he was he had like a movie you know <laughs> yeah, what i mean dude he <laughs> like, was in a movie yeah. cmt you know <laughs> like he played a what was it dusty black was his like yeah, yeah dude oh three, my gosh yeah, yeah. 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 But he had the ponytail too in that yeah, movie. Yeah. Oh my gosh, <laughs> man. George yeah. Strait with a ponytail, son. Dude. Yeah. That's where, uh, does, was Carrie and your love with me on that? I think that was so. At the end of the movie. I there think. was, uh, there was, oh, there was, uh, I crossed my heart. heart. Yeah. Um, what was the other one? This where the sidewalk ends. Yeah. So I mean that 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 soundtrack had like some bangers. And that movie on was it. huge, and I remember like years after it came out, they played it on CMT all the time. Yeah. Oh yeah, you dude. Know? Yeah, remember watching movies like on TV? Yeah, you had to like, wait for commercials the and everything. Oh, yeah. yeah, you'd get about five minutes of the movie, or like maybe six, seven minutes of the yeah. movie, and then the commercials would come on. You get about yeah. five. You know, it take you like it might might have been like an hour and a half movie, but it's it's like, like it would take like three hours. Like three hours. Yeah. yeah, like TNT or uh-huh. like yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. they still play movies on TV, but. I'm not watching commercials. You know, I don't even no. have TV. I don't even have. I don't even have yeah. like cable or or any of like I have the a networks. YouTube TV. That's how. Yeah, I, yeah. I have TV. your YouTube TV. Yeah. Well, that's all right. <laughs> you want my login, Peyton? <laughs> hey, dude, I'll take it, man. It's, yeah. That shit's expensive these it's days. Awesome. It is. It is. <laughs> it is. Uh, so on that, um, um, what did I say? The song. What's the name of the song? Uh, so so uh, the the project's called What Colors Your Wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Mr. Boat was Mr. Boat. Oh, Mr. Boat. Yeah. I like how it does uh, the bridge, then the solo. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, man. Thank um, you. Like a uh, night shift, like John Party. You know, yeah, man. How it does the bridge. I'm a, I'm a fan of solo. having that, man. I love like kind of 
I love, I've always loved songs that kind of, you know, go into a bridge and you kind of think it's going to go back into a chorus, but especially like when it comes to solo, like making it a memorable solo or yeah. something that's like something that's kind of, kind of like another hook to a song, like something that gets stuck in your Have head. Have you ever uh, seen John Party Live? Yes. Terry Lee Palmer, oh, guitar dude. player. He's a beast. Dude, he's great. He's amazing, he's man. Awesome. He, uh, he's up there playing that. I want to say it's like a firebird, like super rock and roll. And, uh, yeah, dude. Yeah, he's a, awesome. the mustache. Like, I remember seeing him live. Me and McElwain actually went to a concert, and McElwain was, like, dancing with this girl. Oh, Lord. <laughs> with this girl. I still Did it, yeah. This. yeah. And McElwain was, like, so drunk. She, he was, like, weird in the oh, girl. Let's start where yeah. how, how, the, how the drunk happened. Right, yeah, like, I, mean, I got him drunk. Hey, I get, bought him a quad shot it of fireball like before fireball. we shot, like, this Ooh, big. Man. even got there. Yeah, like so. What you didn't know this girl before? Like you had no, just met no, her. No, we night. met him. You know, you meet some new friends at yeah. the show. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and uh, anyways, oh, her friend like wasn't was kind of wasn't as attractive. I guess uh, that's yeah. the nice way to put it. I mean, she was she was pretty, but like the other girl was way hotter. Yeah, and seemed like more of a fun time. Yeah. So like I just like slid in and started dancing behind her. It was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And Mac Williams over there yeah. just like hmm. You know, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> but I just remember seeing John Party's band and being like, "Man, they're awesome." His guitar player's name, because my guitar player at the time, his name was Terry. So mm -hmm. it was just like yeah. a cool, cool moment for me. Um, yeah, his whole outfit too, man. Like he, I remember like, but I remember this. I think he was opening up for Dirks, and it was like the first time that I'd saw Party, and it was like. Like Terry stood out so much because he had the, the cut off yeah. flannel before the cut off flannel handlebar mustache. Oh, he had the handle, and then he had like the cowboy hat. It was like super noticeable. Like and it's really that. it's like my full circle moment. It's like I went to that show. I was like going through a tough time in my life, and then I moved to Nashville like a year later. And when I first moved here, I would go over to the local a lot mm -hmm. and play on at Freak Show. Oh, yeah. And one night I played a song I wrote right before I moved here, and it was called Whole Lot of Nothing. He came up to me after he was there. He came up to me after and was like, Man, I really like that song, dude. That's good. And I was like, Man, Terry Lee Palmer just told me that he <laughs> liked my song. Yeah, like, man. You know, that's like that David, you know, getting to write with David Lee Murphy. I mean, how cool is that? Man, I've so seen cool. him at Sony like a couple of times. You know what I mean? And it's one of those things, like after, I guess, you, you know, you, it's 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 still kind of how I I feel sometimes like you know you end up kind of maybe being you know right with someone like like you know Casey Beathard or yeah. or David Lee Murphy and like you know heroes yeah. and you kind of get closer with them but then there's still some of those moments sometimes where you look up and you're like damn like I'm writing with yeah. one of my heroes and and they're also like you know you get closer yeah. with them and they're and they're buds but still man like yeah like uh i ran in uh like i run into red atkins all the time yeah he's up there but yeah. i never speak to him you know i even cut one of his songs mm -hmm. on my, my record my new record <laughs> and i don't ever even talk to him he's like a quiet guy yeah you know? oh, so yeah. i don't even talk to him but i had this uh i'm still waiting on my full circle moment with casey bethard so uh i had a, one of my best friends that i grew up with passed away from a heroin overdose in like 2012 mm. and his parents started putting on this thing it's called tunes for trip um and they have like this raise awareness for like narcan or like whatever mm -hmm. well they asked me to open the show of course this is way before dick down in dallas or anything so um i opened the show but that night it was bryce long casey bethard yeah. tony arada and rebecca lynn howard 
and I met Bryce that night. Now I've written with Bryce. I've cut several of the songs, but I'm still waiting on my my Casey Bethard. The Casey moment, Man. but it was cool just to like because I'd never really seen like a songwriters night with like massive writers on it you mm. know and, and now you know i know bryce does that you mm-hmm. know as a hustle you know yeah, like he man. goes and plays those shows every weekend it's amazing man like some the, of those songwriters like they can just go out yeah. like I, there's several of them they're like out every weekend as much as yeah. artists are just going and playing yeah. you know these these corporate gigs and like making but bang, it's cool dude. dude like i don't ever you know i don't ever think about it but it's like you know just having a publishing deal it's like you'll be in the building and you'll see your heroes all the time and it's like i don't know when i go back home people are like so have you met like anybody cool and i'm like actually yeah Yeah. but you know like but you never (laughs) think about it until somebody asks you that question you know what i mean yeah um so you moved here how how old were you so i heard it was like 14 or something i was about 14 when i first started coming to nashville and it was all kind of on i mean i wanted to play music since i was like a kid but it was all it all kind of happened on on accident um came up here on a family vacation it was like it was between going on a dove hunt in texas and coming to nashville on like a family vacation yeah and uh i don't know i'm i'm i don't know why we missed the dove trip i'm glad we did but uh we came up here and i ended up playing depends on what day you ask you you know yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) it was like you know i don't know I, i wonder how much dove they killed on that trip you know would have been would have loved to have you know killed some days that would have been a better option yeah (laughs) yeah uh, we all have our days we all have our days right i uh but i remember i I just went down when i was like 14 i just loved playing guitar wherever i went and had been writing like some songs at that point and went down in the hotel when you got your first guitar i was well i guess when i when i got my first guitar i was six and i didn't start learning until i was nine um and so, I mean, I always wanted to play when I was like a little kid. Like, yeah. I was like super passionate about it. Um, when you started learning how to play, like, what kind of stuff were you like learning? Other I, than just like once you got down the basic chords, it, I feel like it took me six months to like really get down the dude. I switching. think, yeah, I think the first. I mean, I, I remember learning chords. I think the first song that I ever remember learning was probably this is kind of funny. The first song I remember learning was "Life Is a Highway." Hell yeah! And I don't know why that was the first one. So just power chords, dude. Just the just the yeah. the na I just remember learning that, and I don't know. I guess I was the one that requested. I was like, I want to learn this one to my yeah guitar teacher. Yeah. Um, that was one of the first ones. But I remember like, I mean, the first time that I saw. And he was like, no, no, here's Wonderwall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. He was like, let's stick with smoke on the water, you know. Do you like, still talk to that guitar teacher? Like, do you have any communication at well, all? Well, so it was. Does he know where you're at? I, I haven't talked to him probably since I was like 11. I mean. So he has no he idea has no that he clue. created like. A superstar. A, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he, he uh, but I kind of feel bad because. I kind of quit guitar lessons because he would, and you know, shout out old guitar teacher, you were awesome, but, <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, he he was like he would he would you know teach me how to play some of these chords and and then I would realize like I'd, I'd figure some of these chords out that were a little bit easier mm-hmm. made like in like inversions of these chords and I'd be like well I can play it kind of like this too and he's like yeah but that's not quite the right way to play yeah. it and I was like. 
but it sounds just like Dude, he's like that's same, not quite the right way though yeah i had the same experience uh, i had a guy who was teaching me like 12 bar blues you know oh yeah and he would have me play like e one two three four switch to the d two yeah. three four and then he would time she get and i was just like after two lessons of that mm-hmm. you know he was like no nah, you got to do it like this and i was oh, yeah. like i remember taking my guitar to this little park and i was just like i just want to play chords like i got the rhythm here yeah. uh-huh. just like i just want to practice like getting the switches down getting the switches know? absolutely yeah. what was your first guitar do you remember the first guitar uh, you had first guitar i had well i was like 13 or no i was like yeah, I was 13. I got an Alvarez for Christmas. Okay. And yeah, I was man. like, I was like, oh man, you actually got to like really try to do this. Fuck mm, this. I'm not yeah. playing. So I sat <laughs> and collected dust. And then when I got sober, I was living in the halfway house. I was like, I right before I went to rehab, I'd learned like uh, the wish you were here, open and lick. Yeah, and that's all I knew. <laughs> and I took I was working at a smoothie shop and I took uh half my paycheck. My grandfather paid for half and I went to uh, guitar center and bought a, a Epiphone Hummingbird. Yeah, dude. Oh and my gosh. It was man. pretty much on after that. Dude. Yeah, it was I think I don't know, like I mean there was always my my dad like knew only three chords, but like he never like like forced me into yeah. it there was a there was an old um keith urban like show like when when people would do like those dvds those live dvds oh, yeah. there was a uh i think it was called living right now it's called keith urban living right now and it was keith playing like this would have been days go by somebody yeah. like you era and uh i don't know why but i like just fell in love with that music at like five six years old yeah. and watched this dvd and it was like like a like something just clicked. I was like, "Oh, I want to do that. That's I want to play. I want. I want to yeah. do that. Like, I want to play a guitar. I want to play a guitar like that. I want to entertain." And it was just like, like something just clicked. Yeah. Um. So you missed the hunting trip. I did come miss up the to Nashville. Trip. Yep. Came up to Nashville and was playing in the lobby of the hotel. And were you like, what, what, what where was your? You were how old? Thirteen. I was fourteen. Fourteen. Where yeah. was your mind? Like, I'm gonna go play down in this hotel lobby, and maybe somebody famous will see me. Was that's, that like that your was, that's what I was thinking? Oh, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Well, like, I, yeah. it'll be like a movie. There's definitely oh, yeah. somebody famous here. Oh yeah. yeah, I was like, dude, I was like, there's dude, somebody famous lives in this hotel. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. like, yeah. you know, there's probably you know, there's somebody, somebody's got to live. It's like one of those things where like I had you know, somebody asked me like, well, does you know, does Aldine have an apartment on at Aldine's? Yeah. And I'm like. I don't think so. You know, I don't think it works like that, but I was playing in the lobby. I just went down just cause I like playing, you know, um, for people. And I, and, you know, obviously it's Nashville. So I'm yeah. like, well, maybe we'll, you know, maybe, maybe my will career will start in the hotel yeah. lobby. And, uh, the concierge. I mean, crazier things have happened. Crazier yeah. things have happened. You were looking for a Justin Bieber moment. I yeah. was, man. I was, I was looking for that, that Bieber moment. And, uh, but the concierge, I probably was down there. And what was funny, it was like, it was the Hilton Hotel um, downtown in Nashville. And so it, it's it got this atrium that like echoes, you know, mm-hmm. all the way up. It's like, you know, massive. And so I ended up playing and my dad said he was upstairs watching football. And he just heard my voice carrying out through the halls. And mm-hmm. so he came down not to, he just came down to check on me and make sure I wasn't pissing anybody yeah. off. Um, but the concierge came up and was like, hey man, like, are you writing some of this stuff? And I was playing covers and yeah, just, you know, I didn't ask anybody. I just went and played and uh, and he was just like, "Man, do you mind if I like call a couple people?" So 
I was like, sure, absolutely. So exactly yeah. what you wanted <laughs> yeah, to happen. Yeah, exactly what I wanted to happen. I was like, happen. yeah, man, go ahead. Dreams come true. <laughs> Dreams come true. <laughs> Dude, that's crazy. Dude, I mean, I mean we're nuts, not even to man. the end of the story, but that's nuts. It's okay. nuts, man. And uh, so he ended up calling these these two session players. Um, <laughs> and dude, the next day, like, like they they came to the hotel and uh and I played in the concert. I was asking my parents, they're like, hey, do you know, like, this is you know pretty you know he's he's doing pretty good these are pretty great songs and my parents are like i don't know we we just know he loves doing it they didn't have anything to compare it to right i mean yeah. growing up in louisiana it's yeah. like a small town louisiana no one really there's mm -hmm. only a handful of people that can play and and sing and think that that's even something you can do so they didn't really have anything to compare it to they just were like he loves doing it so um but the the session players i played them one original song uh it's called all your fault and uh <laughs> and uh what's uh, what's the rhyme scheme there let me hear it what's all, your fault, all your fault oh like you know all your fault all your fault pretty baby something like that yeah, you know yeah. <laughs> something like pretty baby all driving you know down driving crazy baby. crazy baby yeah. you know just like <laughs> trying to find any word that i can rhyme with each other you know world girl yeah and uh but I played that, and then the session player was like, "Man, dude, we got. I want to introduce you to a producer tomorrow." And at that point, you know, I was like, I'd been studying like producers and you know other songwriters. You were and engorged stuff. in everything. It music. felt it yeah. felt like that. I mean, it felt like looking at. I mean, that was at a time when you know that was coming right out of CDs, and it, when you were, you know, I'd still go buy CDs at the store oh, and, yeah. and look at credits, the big CD and, books. Just, oh yeah, yeah, man, just go through them and read yeah. you know who wrote this what players were on this and so the session player was like i want to introduce you to a guy named buddy cannon wow who, dude <laughs> at the time wow. at the time was like you know kenny chesney's producer so i immediately knew does who he, he was still talking produce about. kenny or? i think he yeah. does yeah he's yeah. like kenny's like song like everybody sends songs to him uh dude, that's one cool thing about like all the big big names like Blake shelton kenny Aldine, same mm. producer yeah. the whole way through the whole career. way through and such a specific sound with mm -hmm. all those guys like they built that thing together yeah. and it's so cool um so i met with buddy that next day what do you let's yeah. let's slow down here what are you like saying to your parents like are you like holy shit this, like this is this is a big deal and it's like are your parents like stoked or are they just kind of like whatever man whatever makes you happy they were stoked like, I what's think, like what's going on behind the doors now yeah. like when you go back to the room are you like oh my gosh oh my gosh i think um i think they were they were super excited my they were also like super nervous they were like well what's fixing to happen here like does this mean you know when you don't have money? any yeah well, that, <laughs> are you that, about definitely. to be a child star are we <laughs> yeah, gonna, that, are we gonna yeah. steal all your money that's what they, yeah. <laughs> they were, you know they were like i'm sure they were pretty i knew they were pretty they were excited but i knew my dad was kind of nervous he was like well what does this mean you know like we yeah. had just met we had met with buddy cannon that next day and then another guy and, and none of this was planned at all oh no it was all like this within is you the first taking three days. a chance in the life. Bobby, I mean, just, you were just, just stay in the night to, to sleep there and go dove hunting. Well, no, we came here on like just a over Labor Day weekend, so yeah. it was just like a three day. Yeah, over like dove hunting. It was just like, hey, but there was no take... plans to do oh, anything no. music. No, not at yeah. all. He was just, just like family. He was That's just crazy. a thirteen year old dreamer in the I was lobby. Just, you know, you know? I was That's just, crazy, dude. It, dude. It's it, it's crazy. Okay, so he says, I want to introduce you to Buddy Cannon. Then what? So I meet with Buddy and play him. I, I played him. There's probably a video actually uh, on YouTube. So I played him uh, an original song, the All Your Fault song, and I played him Keith Urban somewhere in my car. And uh, 
and you know he was super quiet and kind of poker faced you know and so i walked out thinking that went terrible yeah and then uh and then Wait, the, he doesn't say anything he's just like he's just kind of like man that's that's great that's all yeah. he said and and now i realize like but that's kind of just how if buddy says that's great that's all he needs to say yeah. he doesn't have to say anything else but um i thought it went I thought it went terrible. You know? You're like impending doom. My career. Yeah, is I was over. like, I was like, I, I threw the guitar in the trash at that point. I was yeah. just like, man, yeah. you know, no. But uh, you know, then we had another meeting with a guy named Brian Wright at Universal yeah. that same day. Yeah. Oh wow. That same day, and so we went and met with Brian, and then I played for him, and then he called in Mike Dungan, who was who the head this, of Universal. Who was the guy that worked at the hotel that made all these yeah. phone calls, dude? <laughs> this guy. I'm telling who you, is this, he? Guy this guy's in the wrong place. <laughs> this, this guy needs a shout out. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember his name? <laughs> his name was uh, his name was Joe. Yeah, yeah. Joe, Joe. good old boy Joe. (laughs) Joe knew everybody, dude. Shout out my boy Joe. (laughs) Joe was like, I'm gonna flip this kid's life. Joe's a real one, man. I should have been your manager. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. He, um, yeah. So the the next, so I mean, I guess so. Brian Wright, who was A and R Universal, like that was the next meeting, Mm -hmm. and then he ended up calling in Mike Dungan, yeah, and Cindy Mabe, and so I ended up playing in front of like the whole team at Universal and. Um, and then from there, like left there and Brian was like super excited and Mike too. And, um, and then at that point, I think Buddy, the producer had sent a text to, uh, the session player was like, Hey, don't take him anywhere else until I've had a chance to just like take him under my wing and just kind of teach him about songwriting Mm -hmm. before anything else. Yeah. And, um, and so I think we had one more meeting that day and then, then like we left like the next day. Yeah. Like it was like just like, okay, well and then Buddy reached out to us and was like, Hey, if y'all start making trips every month, I'll set up some co writes. Yeah. And he's like, If I can just teach one thing, it's like, hey, it's just I always want to come back to just a great song. That's it. Like yeah. a great song. And you know, that's, that's such a you know, a term that's like, Well, what is a great song? It's just like, Well, whatever the people love, really yeah. it's like that's kinda what I I think about it. I was like whatever the people love that's yeah. that means they're connecting with that means they think it's yeah. a great song yeah and um so but buddy kind of took me under his wing and started setting me up co-writes so he was kind of like my first publisher mm-hmm. in a way yeah um so then we started making trips like every month like for you know maybe three or four days and then over the course of a year returning like a week in nashville and then yeah. two weeks and then when i turned 16 we finally made the move here did you drop out of high school or what i was homeschooled at that point nice so it worked out really good um and yeah we, we ended did up your friends think and, you were weird or anything like that for like homeschooled or what oh yeah man yeah absolutely it was like i was i would still go to i i probably i was started getting homeschooled like a year before i went to nashville yeah um so like ninth eighth ninth grade yeah um but it was kind of like one of those things where like you know you you show up to middle school and you see everybody and then all of a sudden oh he's not there anymore yeah. <laughs> and so I, yeah. I probably just like every probably was probably you know wondering like where did he go and yeah yeah so did things change when you got back from nashville that weekend as far as like um you know maybe like the importance of guitar playing and songwriting now like when you got back home where your parents kind of like all right let's get you like the stuff you need let's set you up a space or like did, did you did it become more serious at that point in your life at that point i mean i had already gotten i'd already like been buying amps and guitars and saving yeah. my money and so i was starting to really you know really i'm like before mm. even nashville i was like i'm gonna do this you yeah. know I'm, I'm gonna make this happen and at that point i think 
coming to Nashville just made me want to write songs more than anything yeah. at that point. Because once like, you heard Buddy Cannon say it's all about the song, you I, were like, so dude, before that was maybe guitar kind of like what was infatuating I think it was you? more like, like yeah. gear driven. Mm-hmm, yeah. Gear driven. Like I was like buying and I, and you know, and still was after Nashville. But at that point it became much more about like, okay, I'm going to like make it a goal to write, you know, four or five songs just by myself when I'm not in Nashville at home, right. just so I can just keep, you know, going. And it, uh, I don't know, songwriting at that point really became like my number one um, focus. Were focus, you putting any yeah. of this on the internet at the time? Were you like, was this maybe like MySpace or early Facebook time? Early Instagram times. Yeah. yeah. Early Instagram and Facebook. I remember I didn't even have an Instagram and my parents were the one that were like, hey, you should get on this thing called Instagram. Instagram. And yeah. And you started posting some, some music? I started posting a little bit of music and it wasn't, I mean, I think I maybe posted like one or two songs I'd written, but the rest yeah. of it was all covers. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah it was uh it was pretty crazy man so let's uh let's do a segment which one you want to do first i want to do guess that song powered by turtle box <laughs> turtle box is a speaker we got from them it's an outdoor speaker Hate floats that. waterproof waterproof you can Ooh. throw it around it's you loud can, dude. You, can, you can dip it in the water you can link it to another yeah. turtle box and turtle it's box. like stereo can't you do it like oh that's great yeah dude. dude it can do like so full surround sound with them they're sick Oh, that's awesome. So what we're going to do, Trey's going to play just a few seconds, maybe like two, three seconds of a song. Yeah. And you have to guess what song it is. You might want to take your headphones off a little. I'll pick pick some some good ones. All right, you ready? I'm ready. We're going to stump you. Let's do it. I mean, if you get this one. All right. You'll have to turn up a little louder next time. I can hardly hear it. Clutter Billy. Yeah, Keith Urban. <laughs> Keith Urban. Let's go, dude. Let's go. Well, there's the other one. There's uh, roller coaster. Roller too. coaster. The instrumental. Yeah, yeah the instrumental. instrumental <laughs> Keith Urban. <laughs> You're a real Keith Urban fan. <laughs> take that from me. Uh, All right. Are you um, gonna mic that up? Do we need that? I'm just gonna. I got a gang up. <laughs> All right, you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Nobody drinks alone. Keith Urban, be here. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's nuts. All right. This is uh, a little bit different. All right. How do you like me now, Toby Keith? Let's go. <laughs> three for three, baby. All right. Here we go. Holding my own Eric Church. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, I got a couple more here. All right, cool. Keith, check this out. I'm sorry. (laughs) All right. I want to say, I'm like, the only reason I remember this is from the music video. It's start a band, Brad Pays and Keith Urban. That's it. That is it, son. All right. Are you ready for this one? Yeah. That's all you get. <laughs> Hang on. Well, I want to say it's one of my. I want to say it's one of my. It, it is. Two thousand nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one I was stuck on too. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, um, <laughs> dude. 
Um. Okay, what was it? What, there was only. <laughs> was there five songs? Up? It's either what it meant to lose you or can't go. I think it's can't go wrong with that. That's I'm it. pretty sure. Okay. That's it. Oh, I thought you're gonna get it wrong on your dude. own song, dude. That was so much fun, dude. No, it was good. Oh man, dude. Oh. There's something about hearing some of those riffs, like like they take me right back to like my like childhood. Yeah, like some of those yeah. guitar riffs yeah. that just like like I know immediately. Like there's some of those like childhood memories that I just feel like I just like those guitar riffs are like related to that memory i don't know yeah, does that make sense I, like uh, the start a band one yeah like that's really cool because like you know you saw that you watched that video probably yeah. a million times yeah i mean that song's awesome start a band. Love that song dude yeah it's great so how did you you know you said you moved to nashville a couple of years later so maybe like 16 16 yep how did you go from 16 moving to nashville to your first record deal what's kind of like the so fill in that gap so i guess so I, i'd cut sides with buddy and buddy had kind of taken me around to you know some labels and kind of had you know met with a good bit of people and then um and and the sides that we cut were really cool but again like man at 16 I'm, i realize this now man like it's so hard to to know exactly what you want to say you only have you've only lived so much life at that point you're basically yeah. taking inspiration from other people's lives at that point yeah. so it might not be as relatable so i kind of realized that now looking back um at 16 and also man you're trying to figure out like what do i sound like and all these yeah, things and, and like i don't know it's like sometimes i see these videos of these kids that can just shred on guitar mm. and i'm like man it sounds good but they ain't got that stank on it you know what i mean it's, they ain't got that dude, pain in it and and i wasn't playing guitar and any yeah. of this stuff as well like i, I and and probably for good reason, because I mean, I didn't have the, you know, I, I didn't have the gear, you yeah. know, I didn't know about really tones yet. Tone, I didn't, yeah. I didn't really know a lot of the the technical Doing your bends side with one yeah. finger. Yeah, like <laughs> I, you know, I didn't know yeah. how to. I mean, there was a lot of that that you know I, I still had a lot to work on. So, but those those few sides that I did cut with Buddy, I mean, really set the tone for the kind of songs that I did want to try to shoot for. And, yeah. Um, and so I guess in 2018, we had just started playing shows at that point, which was something that I had never, I mean, I'd played acoustic before and loved playing, yeah. but I'd never played with a band. So I started yeah. playing in 2018, played CMA Fest in 2018, and I'd met Scott Borchetta, I guess, probably a year prior to that. And, um, and you know, just kind of, we kind of kept in touch and he was like, man, I think you're close. I just think you just need to keep after it. And, uh. And so 2018, I was playing a stage at CMA Fest and he happened to walk by and I saw him in the audience and I was like, oh, dang, that's Scott Borchette in the audience. And you're like, I really need to rip it like I did. In the hotel <laughs> yeah, lobby. I was like, yeah. yeah, I better, I better, you know, Turn better it step it up a little bit. I remember, uh, I remember seeing him and like kind of like bodies yeah oh dude can you imagine yeah. <laughs> this is one i wrote <laughs> and uh but after the show like he kind of disappeared i didn't get to say hey to him and then i got a voicemail on my phone the next day from one of uh one of his team members at big machine and was like hey scott wants to meet with you again and um at this point i'd kind of gotten more comfortable with what i wanted to say and um and even even sound wise, I was kind of finding my sound at that point. So I went in and met with Borchetta and played him a couple songs acoustic. I had no demos at that point, no tracks yeah. like 
that I could play for him. I didn't really have like you didn't a, have a pub deal or nothing. I didn't. Like have, that. I, that's what's funny. I just signed my pub deal, oh, okay. and I was trying to hold off on signing a pub deal on you know maybe for like a label later on because that's what I was told. Yeah. Like, hey, maybe you know if you hold on to your publishing. Yeah. Before you get a label, it, it will help you, yeah. you know, in the long haul. So I just signed my publishing deal at, at Eclipse, Eclipse, Eclipse News, yeah. which I'm still there, and, and they're yeah. amazing. But uh, but so I guess a couple weeks after I signed, went in and met with Borchetta, and then I remember I was driving on Franklin Road south of town, and I got a call from his a and said, hey, Borchetta's into it. We, we want to do this thing. So yeah. I remember being – so fired up at that point and i you know i mean really i'd only been in town now uh i mean i guess in town you know i mean writing and working in the industry for yeah. four years um yeah but i mean you know, hell but, you couldn't even go out to bars and do the handshakes no, and all that no. stuff. first first bar i ever got snuck into was when i was i was probably like seven teams bart butler Oh, Bart yeah. Butler snuck me into a bar. Shout sounds out, like, Bart. Sounds like something Bart would I, do. Yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, but no, nah, dude, I couldn't go like into. I mean, other than you know, songwriters sneaking me into yeah into some bars. But yeah, man, at that what point, what bar was it? I want to say, I want to say it was Losers. I'm okay. pretty sure it was, yeah, Losers. but it was also right. during the daytime, yeah. so it wasn't like a yeah. I think they're like open could, to the public. So they yeah. weren't like sneaking you so in. They just probably, wasn't saying anything. He was probably just trying to make me think we were sneaking in. Yeah. Because right? yeah. <laughs> you can go in there in the daytime and say nothing. Yeah. Looking back yeah. on it, yeah. like we probably weren't sneaking but in. But you he felt just cool. Yeah. So felt how cool old were you when sure. you get this call from Scarborough Shed at 16? I, I was 18, 18 at this point. Yeah. So, I mean, you're 18 years old. I mean, an entrepreneur, a, a, mm -hmm. a business owner. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, as, an, as a singer songwriter, you have to, I mean, it's a business that you're running. Yeah. Like in all forms. Yeah, yeah but man. dude, like my thing is, is like this kid right here is just like out here dreaming, dude. dude since he was 13. <laughs> yeah, that's like yeah, dreaming. He was like, I'm on vacation with my parents. I got my guitar. I'm going to go down the lobby and play it. Yeah. And, you know, See what mate, happens. there's got to be something, you know, yeah. Jason Aldean might live in here, you know? Totally. And that's you, right. you get introduced to fucking Buddy Cannon and then you're... From Joe. From, yeah, from, from Joe. Joe. Yeah. Do you think Joe. if you would have never went down there and played in that lobby that maybe your life would be different? Absolutely. I think about that all the time. I think that's where I, I like, I don't know, man, the more and more... I don't know. I mean, I, I think there are coincidences, but uh, the more and more stuff happened, the more and more I believe like it's all part of, you know, a plan. It's all part of God's plan. plan. God's plan. That's yeah. Jesus. You know? you know I mean, I like mean? it's like, I, I don't know, man. I mean, looking at all those things and how all of it lines up. I even, mean, I might sing about penises and stuff, but I believe in Jesus. <laughs> hey, dude, so, hey. I mean, it's open. We can dude, talk about it here. Hey, man, it's, it's one of those things, man. I just think that like, I don't know. It's, it's amazing to me, like the timing of all of it. And I think that it all happens um it's like i i love like thinking you know like man we we can think we have such a uh you know a tight grip and we can control it all yeah. but i really love god's in like control that. man i mean yeah, really dude. i mean just think about it it's like you know it's true one thing my manager always has said to me he said you know back in the day i used to i did the 10 roof circuit for like six years and you know there's there's no dead end gig mm. like I, i'll never dude. forget like i was trying to like find gigs you know, that I wanted to, I was playing one tin roof in Birmingham. That's where I'm from. But I wanted to play all the tin roofs like this other guy in my hometown mm. was. 
And um, this one day I played this thing called Birmingham Born. It's like where like people from the community get up and play one hour, pays like 150 bucks or whatever. And I got up and I was just like, dude, I could have been on stage like pulling my nipples and nobody would have cared. You know what I mean? And I was like, screw it. For the last 30 minutes, I'm just going to play all original songs. And I just did it. And this guy came up to me afterwards. He was like, dude, my name's so-and-so. I book all the Tin Roos. I think you have an awesome voice. Like, And then that's how I got dude. all those gigs. And those dude. gigs paid my bills for the next six years. You know, that those gigs paid. Yeah. Paid all my gigs for, for, I mean, paid all my bills for the next six years. So, I mean, like, you know, Dude. it's like you never know what's going to happen. You know, you, the 90% of this deal is just showing up. You never, never would have thought that, you know, you being on the CMA stage that Scott Bruschetta, no, but man. the thing is, is that you are here. You know what I mean? You got to be yeah. here to win is what they say. Win. And it's true, man. You know what I mean? You put, your, yeah. you put yourself in the position. You brought the shovel. God moves the mountains. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think, I, I don't know who said this one time, but I, like intuition is, is a is a big way that God speaks to us. I don't know like who said yeah. that, but that intuition, that, that reason that you go, when you come to that crossroads and you go, you know, left instead yeah. of right, there's a reason that you do that. I think that's a way that God speaks to you. It's like, yeah. is that intuition? And I, I feel like there's so many of those times like in my life that I've like had that happen. Yeah, I don't yeah. know why. Yeah. I just think, I just believe that was God just going like, Hey, like, Definitely. you know, yeah, like kind of just way. get, go, go this way. It's always awesome to like, look back on that stuff too. And kind of like take For a sure, moment to dude. like, take it in and be like, man, at the time I had no idea what I was doing yeah. or why I made that decision. But now like looking backwards, the path is so clear. Yeah. And it was so obvious that like he had a plan For to sure. get me to where I am. For yeah. sure. And it, it definitely make, helps you walk forward a lot more confident. And, so, Absolutely, dude, and for me, like, I don't know if y'all are like this, but when, when things happen and turn out way better than I ever imagined in my head, I'm like, now, why was I so hard on myself? Yeah. Why couldn't I just enjoy that moment yeah. of not being where I wanted to be mm. and know that he had me mm. all along? You know what <laughs> I mean? Dude. Like that's the yeah. real. That's the real thing it's about the real this thing. deal. It's know? so true, man. It's, it's um, so crazy that Joe was there. You know? Yeah. yeah. Joe was there, man. Like, Joe was placed there. To me, that's like. I mean, that seriously is like, whoa, dude. Like, I see. What, I see you. Like, it's crazy. I mean, I you see know, you put some random dude named Joe there that just happened to know. The, all of these people and he's working at the Hilton. Yeah. yeah. Like the more you what? dude, I mean, it's just like the more you get perspective, it's like you may not realize it at the at the time. And that's why I'm trying to get better even now, is just knowing that like knowing like in the moment that, you know, that 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 God's moving certain things like for to work a certain way. But it's amazing getting perspective on it that like, you know, you might be yeah. a year or two down the road and like, whoa, dude, like yeah. the reason that I went this way or something, I don't know why, yeah. you know, I don't know why yeah. I met this person and or why didn't I didn't give up and you just kept showing up and that's, that's, be you know, yeah. that, yeah, that helps people too. You so, also, yeah. you know, yeah. you also have, first of all, I, I work with Peyton on his socials. So yeah. we work yeah. together. We know each other. You have like a, a pretty wild story with your wife too. Yeah, man. Y'all were like friends for a long time, yeah. and then like you kind of like knew that she was the one. Like, mm. so what's dive into that yeah, for us? That. Yeah, man. Um, I met my wife when we were fifteen, and I met her up here. I met her through a songwriter friend of mine that uh, her kids went to this this school called Good Pasture, uh, a little bit north of Nashville, and so I went to this chorus concert and saw this girl that was. Uh, singing in this chorus concert and dude i i still have never felt that way about 
anybody else like in the world. I know that yeah. sounds like so like cliche and everything, but I I, I have yet to feel that that same thing like yeah, ever yeah. again. It was like this like again like the intuition thing of like hold on like that person i just think something special like, about whoa. them like whoa like i don't know that what it is glowing. but yeah and uh and so we ended up meeting that you know meeting that night and kind of became friends in high school i actually shot her down um <laughs> yeah dude. i would just love to hear how you met her though because like you know yeah. that 14 year old peyton in the like hotel Sounds like a firecracker. So I could just see you seeing her, and be like I gotta meet that girl. I gotta do whatever it takes. Yeah, man. Like, I was, dude. It's it. It was one of those things. I was a I was a painfully shy kid, uh-huh. like at fourteen or fifteen. But if I had a guitar in my hand, I would just entertain and yeah. I would just I would just go off. But I was painfully shy as a kid, and uh, so I didn't really know. I did not have any game like at all. Just a guitar, 15. just like just a guitar. If that was my game, like I was you, damn right, I was going to use yeah. it. You know. So you you met her that and, night, uh, and then you shot her down. Well, yeah. So I so then we we you know started texting or, or I guess you know Snapchatting at that point. On the snap. <laughs> on the snap. Did you, What's did your you, snap? Well, Mac Wayne does this thing where he walks up to girls. <laughs> oh, I get, don't do it no more. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what do you mean not anymore? I don't. I don't. I, I avoid the snap. Oh, he does it still. He walks up to girls and he's like. Oh, let me get your Snapchat. Is that kind of what you do? <laughs> so, I mean, what I, that was, I mean, now it's like, I guess, you know, number, I guess now, you know, you people say, hey, what's your Snap, you know, or yeah. Snap, you know, I, I see that like on a lot yeah. of things like Snap, question mark. But <laughs> I only add, a, I only add girls for when I'm, when I was single for their Snap for one mm-hmm. reason, you yeah. know, uh-huh, uh-huh. I knew she was that kind of girl. <laughs> I, like it, the, I like the out of town, the aspect of the out of town, like when we're on the road, I'll do it that way. I don't have to worry about them bugging me but too like, much. And I can delete them. But like my thing usually is if like I'm into a girl, like I want to love that girl. Yeah. I'm getting her number. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm, I'm going dude, old school. I'm opening bro. the door. I'm going dude, for it. 100%. But you weren't too sure if you wanted to. Well, back then, Snapchat was different, too. Yeah. True. It was still like a All form right, let's of get back to it. Sorry. I was just No, it was one. a little bit. I mean, Snapchat, I don't know. I mean, I guess, like, you'd still ask. Hang on. You'd still ask for, like, you know. I mean, I, I, I think I asked for a number first. Or maybe she, like, sent me a snap. Sometimes. Sometimes. You probably got, got her snap. number and then added her on Snapchat. Pro- that's probably phone. what it was. Yeah. Um, so then we started like kind of like hanging out. You know, at this point we were now at like sixteen because I met her in December of 20, 2015. and so we were sixteen. And then she uh, she asked me uh, if it was okay to go with this dude to prom. Yeah, and I said, yeah, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. And apparently she did not like that at all. What? She she oh, wanted no. me. She, she was, was testing the game. me. Oh, she was she was she playing wanted, the game. She wanted you to go with it. Yeah. She wanted me to say, No. Like uh, I don't want girl. you to go with that. Yeah. Yeah. So she was like, Well, I just thought, you know, we were, with how much we're talking and how much we're hanging out, I thought we were kind of a thing. And at that point and and gen and genuinely, dude, I did like I I, I liked her a lot, but I also I really don't know why. Like, was just I, I literally was just like, hey, I'd just rather just be your friend for a little bit longer. And mm-hmm. boy, she did not like that either. <laughs> Shooting her down, dude. She was like, she was. You pissed. knew you were in trouble. Oh, she was pissed. Um, so then she like kind of stopped. We kind of like, but I still liked her. So it was kind of a yeah. you know a, a weird thing because then our parents kind of became friends. And so it was always like the elephant in the room when we would yeah. hang out. And then uh, 
so I mean, we you know we'd be around each other, and I still just always had this like gut feeling like I think I'm supposed to marry that person. And then she graduated from high school. That was about the time I signed with Big Machine and dated other people. Found yeah. out what we you know didn't what we didn't want. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, and then dude, I would like just have like these. I know it sounds funny. I'd have these dreams about her. Yeah. And uh, like there was a couple of dreams where like I felt like it was like I was like at the end of an aisle i know this sounds crazy but i was at the end of an aisle and there was like this figure walking towards me and like she'd get to the end of the aisle and then i realized it was hannah and then the dream would end yeah and so after like a couple of those dreams i just woke up and i was like i'm finna snapchat her yeah i was like <laughs> <laughs> selfie I'm, 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 yeah. shirtless <laughs> how you been how you been <laughs> <laughs> i know it's been a while <laughs> she know i got a record deal now yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh dude i was uh I, i'm trying to think well I, i've reached that to her i was like she had been in costa rica she like studied abroad for a while so she had just gotten back in town i was I, I just hit her up and i was just like hey i know it's been a while i'd love to catch up with you you know i hope you're doing good and um and then she lost her i did slide into her dms though too hey, i did and uh she lost her wallet on like on campus or something and she was like if if somebody finds my my wallet on campus i'll i'll buy you coffee and i was like even if I, so i slid up and i said something like even if i don't find your wallet can i take you to coffee yeah and uh, nice. apparently that worked because we went to coffee the next day or so she what? you know she responded and was like so when are we going to that and i was like oh all right, so it works immediately. Immediately. <laughs> so, so what does she think at the time? Like you're you're doing all this, and uh, you're like, "Hey, I've got to go to work. I've got I've got this record deal. I've got to do mm. this." Like, what did she think about all that? Not probably even being from that world or anything. Man, she, uh, you know, she she was born and raised in Nashville. So I mean, I, I mean, she had been around stuff like that before, but she, uh, in the best way, could have cared less. Like yeah. in the best way, like but she knew who you were. She knew that she knew that knew stuff was. Go, she knew stuff was like you know going on, and she knew that I was going to be out on the road. And um, but it never was like um a big was, deal to her. Like it was, she, she never was an after that. Factor for no, her. it was more of like she always cared about talking about like how's your family, you know how the she, stuff she, that matters, the stuff that really matters, yeah. man. And yeah. and that was even another like thing that I was like. I mean, she was super proud. Like, don't get me wrong. She was she was there, you know, for a lot of things and, and was always showing up. Um, well, that's awesome, though, because in this but, town, you can find 100 girls that'll talk to you about music. About your yeah. music. Yeah. But yeah. Right? finding someone that asks about your family is definitely not. That's a unicorn. And she never tried well, to, like, pick the single either. Yeah. Which I'd had. I'd, uh, I'd dated somebody before that. that uh, tried to pick the single. Tried to be your manager. Oh, dude. was like was like wanted every song to be very specifically about you know her it was like yeah it was it was bad yeah so was i had some it was, it was pretty brutal. brutal it was pretty brutal <laughs> brutal yeah, that sucks it was tough um, so she was cool so you locked it down yeah so so we started dating um she came to the night of my opry debut and she wasn't supposed to be there but her and her family somehow got backstage and um 
And it was like I knew that night. I mean, also, I mean, you know, just playing the Opry, I was I was kind of on a super high, emotional. just super yeah. emotional. And but I saw her backstage. That's and the I, moment you want your family there with you. Yeah, she was there. She yeah. was there. Felt up. And I was just like, oh, I'm I'm marrying her, and I'm yep. not letting her. <laughs> I'm not letting her get away. Like we hadn't been dating, but then like a week after that, we started hanging out all the time, and then I finally like. I don't know if I. I don't you even think my I girlfriend. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Like, did I? Did I? I don't even think I asked her. I think we just. So we're dating we now, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think I just grabbed her hand. And was like, hey, we're doing this, you know. Um, I don't. Yeah. I mean, but we started dating like the week that the world like shut down. Like yeah. we were out on. It's like March 2020. We were out on the road and we got sent home. Yeah. And uh, and it was that week. So, and then. About a year and a half later, proposed to her on the Opry stage, and I was like, "That's where I want to propose to her." Let's go. And uh, so, so special, man. what happened at Big Machine? Because you're not there yeah, anymore. Not there anymore. Um, so, man, so we so we had some music come out in 2019. Just started getting yeah. out on the road, and then found out we were going to be on the Chris Young tour in 2020. Yeah. And uh, had had a single that we were kind of. You know, looked like it was going to end up being the radio single. It was starting to get some streams and really starting to kind of build some buzz and um, and so all of it felt like, man, we're it's it's all kind of going. You know, we're we're finally going to get to get out on the road. That's all I cared. I just wanted to get out on the yeah. road and play. Like at that point, I was just like, all I want to do is play play music out on the road. And um, and then the second week, I guess in March, we. Big Machine flew me home off of radio tour. Um, yeah. And we're like, hey, we'll get back out to it, you know, um, yeah. in COVID, you know, and uh, I'm sure this will be like a month. And literally, dude, it was like those next couple of weeks, I started seeing tour dates disappear. And actually, you know, I mean, a lot of times when you go on radio tour, you get to know some of these radio guys so so well. Your radio yeah. promo team, and you yeah. really spend a lot of time with them. And I never saw them actually again after that. Really, after that week, it was crazy, man. And really, anybody else at Big Machine, yeah, because uh, their office wasn't wasn't open for a good, almost solid two years. Yeah, and uh, and so, man, I just realized uh, after that, man, I was like, okay, well. You know, obviously our, our single it, it did great had yeah. great streaming numbers and we were able, we're still able to go play yeah. all that song which I'm super thankful for and um but it it didn't do whatever well yeah. on, on radio yeah. per se. And um so that's where it was kinda like in my head I was like, Well man, we're racking up streams so we can still go play shows but and some you know, some other people said it's like, Well, it didn't do great on radio. Yeah. And so that kind of was the first like well i don't know if we're going to end up being on the same page here yeah. and then i really i love that first ep man and it's and it's me but it's i always I, at that point man i was really wanting to put out stuff that was really um just just had more meat to it and just more just was a little bit deeper yeah. got um, the pain in it, got baby. that pain in it a little yeah. bit of pain in the voice and i wanted the stuff to kind of sound like a band again Dude, too. your vocal on your new record sounds phenomenal Dude, thank you man yeah. um it's just you Who know produced it chris farron man thing sounds awesome dude thank you man yeah i appreciate it it's uh but you know I, so and then we wanted to start putting out music the next year and then i could feel like well, yeah. we're not really ready to put out music all i want to do is just like hey let's just keep putting out music constantly yeah. that's the only way we're going to be able to build fans yeah. it's the only way 
right now that I can Even build fans. Even if we're not going to radio, let's keep putting out music. Yeah. yeah. And so if we're not going to go back out to radio, and so at that point there was just, I don't know, I always like to to give it as much time yeah. to, for something to work. Yeah. And I felt like I had given it as much time for something to work. Yeah. And finally, I think I think we were both kind of just like, I just don't hey, think we this tried it work. And it we tried work. it and uh and so you know but it was it, we ended on good terms me and me and scott borchetta and um and to be honest man i was really i was happy to get out of there i was yeah. like man i can finally i got to figure out also who i who i am as an artist again because yeah. at that point and this is not a slight to anybody but at that point you know you get so many and keith urban's obviously a big impression but it was always like the next Keith Urban, the next this guy, the next. And that's a big part of me. I don't ever want to run from that. Um, But when that kind of happened, you at 19 or 20, you take all that in and you're just like, well. Yeah. You start getting labeled and start forgetting who you are. Yeah. And you start forgetting like, well, is that me? Or so, so I had, so when I got off. And it's like that, that, that radio thing. It's like. For a new artist to break into radio, the song has to fit right in the hole. I know it sounds so oh, right, in the, right in the hole. It's just got to be like dead center, like right in the there. Hole. And you're like chasing that, you know what I mean? And yeah. you can kind of get lost in the sauce sometimes when you're doing that. I yeah. Guess, so to say. I, I did, man, I did feel like I got kind of lost in trying to do what other people thought were going to be good instead of me thinking it was going to be good. Yeah. And that's just a, that's just a dead end yeah. road. I've, yeah. I've, and I'm, so that's where I'm also like, you know, there's so much that could have happened in 2020. Talk about the could have been's and the should have yeah. been's. But again, I think it's all part of the plan. And yeah. honestly, this music that I've made is the most confident that I've ever been in my sound and the yeah. songs. And it's, it's truly who I've always wanted to be yeah. as an artist. And um, so if I had to go through all of that, to get to, to get a place here. to get here, then man, I'll take it. You know, yeah. it's all part yeah. of the journey. So hang on, so, we'll put a zen in real quick. You good? Pop so, it in, baby. <laughs> I want to. So you, you, big machine ended. I met you through combustion. Yeah. Um, through Falcon. Yeah. And through Blake, um, who are you know becoming very quickly two of my favorite guys in town. Yeah. Um, you know, you meet a lot of people in this town, but they're like real. They're real. I mean, they keep it real. They're cool. They're honest. Even if you don't, if you don't like what they're about to say, they still tell you anyway. They're and honest. I love that. They're genuine, man. Um, and you know, we've known Blake because of Joy Beth. We've been friends with Joy Beth for years. Yeah. Yeah. At first, when I met Blake, I didn't like him. <laughs> it was just new and it was different. Yeah. So we, sure, and man. we're very protective over Joy Beth because mm-hmm. I mean, she's such a great person. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it was for at first it was kind of like I don't yeah I don't know I'll who I don't, I don't care this guy. any guy <laughs> with Joy Beth like yeah. Um, but I mean he quickly won me over. I think we went and ate at O Charlie's one time. He probably doesn't even remember this, but it was during COVID and we went and ate O Charlie's and he came for his first time I ever met him and. I was like, dude, it's yeah. cool in my and book. I yeah. remember uh, when I uh, was uh, cutting my record, I was like, dude, send me some songs, you know? And he went through and he sent me this playlist. I didn't, I feel bad even saying this because I didn't end up cutting any of the songs, but every song he sent me was like me as an artist to a T. Wow. Dude, yeah. that's it, man. You know what I mean? I was totally. Like, I was like, well, like I already kind of fucked with him at that point, but I was like, I really fuck with Blake now. Dude. You know what I mean? Like, Dude. he really dug in that catalog and found some shit that was like, 
Yeah. Isn't that great? Like really it, was some Tucker, I mean, it was some Tucker Bethard stuff. And oh, like, you know what I mean? Man, like, dude. Some great songs. All that, man. He's, um, he's so good at that, man. He's yeah. so good at just, I think, I think at the end of the day, man, that's what I appreciate the most about combustion and that whole team is how genuine and how, how much they're willing to bust ass to make it work. Like yeah, they, they, they work super hard and they put a lot of how time. How did you meet them? How did you get in with combustion? So through Blake, we were going uh, to a Bible study together and it was like me and Tucker yeah, and Blake and uh, a couple other guys. And is it the one on zoom? Not the one on okay. zoom. Um, this was probably early 2000, uh, 2020 or 22. Yeah. yeah 2022. And, Blake was asking me one day, he was like, man, he's like, what's kind of the next thing? You know, what's what's the next thing for you? I, I know you're not on Big Machine anymore. And what's kind of, and I was just like, man, I, I've, I've got this kind of vision. I've got this vision for this sound I want. I really want to make a band. I, I really want to make a, a band sounding record that we can yeah. go out and play on the road. Yeah. And he was like, man, I think I might have somebody that you'd really love working with. And it happened to be Chris Farron, who runs yeah. Combustion as well. Yeah. And... So met with Chris, I guess in June of 2022, and Falcon and Keithan and Blake and dude, Keithan too. I love Keithan. It's just one of those things where like when you just know, you just know something's just a good fit. Yeah. And I, they kind of had the same vision of wanting to do it a little bit different than everybody I else. Think, you I know? think everybody there like takes the time to listen to the artist. Absolutely. A lot of people in this town don't listen to the artist. They they see the artist and they tell the artist, mm. but they never take a moment to just listen. Mm. Um, and I feel like everyone there does that. They do. And they I do. also love Keithan too. Keithan always has a smile on his face when I walk Keithan's in. Keithan's one of the happy dudes. I mean, he's always happy and I love happy. people like that. I, I, I don't know, man. It's just, it just felt right. And, and then once Chris and I started kind of hanging out more and more, um, it was just like, we, we, he knew, he knew exactly what kind of record I wanted to make. And once we got in the studio, it just felt like he just felt it all yeah. kind of start coming together. And um, that's great. And so I love those guys, man. I mean, we we're in fact, I mean, we just put out this this project, but we're going we're going back in and cutting Getting like four or five it. more. I love it. And uh, just working on on the next batch, you know. I have a segment so, I want to do now since we're talking about okay. commotion and, and songwriting. Okay, my sex segment is a new segment we've never done. All right. I got to look up what we're calling it again. Uh, <laughs> verse and a chorus. We're calling it a verse I and a chorus. I figure we could end on that. I want to do it now so all we can, right, we can right, speak cool. on it later. Right, cool. So a verse and a chorus. I'm going to grab you a guitar. Mm. I want you to play a verse and a chorus of a song that's unreleased. Yeah. A song in your phone that you love. Gotcha. You don't care what it's going to do on the radio. I don't care about any of that. I want one that you love. Gotcha. That's unreleased in your phone. Gotcha. So you know, it, oh, it's perfect. You know what it's going to be? It. You already know. You're not even going to look at your phone. Like you already have one in your mind. Oh yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think we'll see. This is newer, but I mean, this one I got. It's one of. I, I mean, he's been practicing it. Yeah, I've been practicing. Actually, dude, this might. I mean, we wrote this like two weeks ago, so I probably I've never played it. Who's you right with? Brett Tyler and Austin Goodluck. Oh yeah. And uh, it was a title that I've had in my phone for. A long time. I've tried to write it by myself, but it's a title called "Off His Rocker." I've always loved that saying, and I was like, "How can we like twist that that title?" And um, anyways, so I've never played it before. Do we need to adjust that mic, McElwain? Are we good on there? Yeah, is it like? Uh, you should be good, right? Maybe like okay. somewhere in there. 
been rocking on the front porch Just stood up one day Thought to himself I didn't work like hell Didn't let my hair turn gray Just to sit around like my daddy did Watch the bullfrogs eat the flies Slowing it down from here on out Just kind of makes me want to die Rumor was he apped in the truck Catching 401 and went north That cypress wind been the only thing Rocking that chair back and forth Well they say he's off his rocker His train come off the track Ah but me I think he had a soul revival Sitting there on his ass And he left town chasing a good time Trying to find that fountain of youth If that means he's off his rocker Well buddy one day I wanna be off my rocker too Hell yeah! <laughs> Hell yeah! So well, that's a good segment. <laughs> Damn! Yeah, I mean, our, our next guests have a lot of lot of uh, living up to do. I don't know. Do y'all? I mean, what do y'all? y'all I mean, we we that's that's brand new. So I mean, yeah. I mean, we're supposed to go cut that pretty soon. But well, cool. Dude, I mean, that's awesome. Think? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. I'm gonna be off my rocker too. I, was, I mean, that might be the most viral clip we ever have on here. You know. <laughs> Man, dude, that was nuts. That, that was great, good, dude. Good. That voice is unreal. That. I mean, Thank I love you, how you just let it rip like <laughs> yeah. you're like you were in that hotel lobby, son. <laughs> man, I yeah. Thank you. It's uh, yeah, that's great, dude. You, one man. thing. So, I mean, we can even maybe jump into this. Like, you know, I've done content for a lot of artists in this town, and mm. um, you know, some of it kind of have like a little bit of a bitterness to them when I come in, and I'm like, we have to do this for TikTok. We have to do this. We have to do this trend, and. You know, I obviously, like, read the room and read the artist before I just suggest any wild trend. I'm not going to tell people to twerk. Sure. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, I've told Trey to twerk before. I'll do anything. I'll, do, I'll twerk. But, uh, I'll do anything at this I just point. think it was really cool. Like, when we came in, you know, you you didn't have, like, a sourness to it. You were just like, okay. Like, if this is part of the job, like, I'll, I'll do whatever this is, whatever needs to happen. And I thought that was really cool. Um, it's really rare mm. to see in these artists. Um Man. So thank you for that. But what like what's kind of your what's your mindset on on having to do content now? Obviously, doing content is is not a fan favorite for mm. artists, but it's kind of part of the job now. Man, I think like if we're if we're talking about like with what we want to do with music is is if if the goal is just to connect with people, that's if that's what it takes to to get somebody to fall in love with the song. It's all about connection, right? At the end of the day, it's yeah. just like I mean playing live shows. You want to connect. I mean this. This, you know, you're you're wanting to connect with people on the other side of a of a screen and and hope that they love a song, and so for me, man, like that's kind of what I just try to keep at the forefront of my mind is like yeah. let's just try to connect with people. Like if that's what it takes, then let's do it. You know, yeah. Um, yeah, and your YouTube is stacked, son. You got some content on there's there. A, there's videos, a good bit. There's a good bit. There's live videos. Oh, one thing I did want to talk to you about was on your TikTok. Um, that I saw. Uh, <laughs> I guess I get, somebody said on a TikTok, they said, oh, shit, we're still playing. <laughs> on the the um, and it says, you know how like, you do a response to a TikTok oh, yeah. uh, comment? It says, why he got a guitar in his hand if he ain't even playing it? Dead uh-huh. emojis. And then we'll send this to Ingram so he can put it on the screen. But And then say so you just posted a video of you just railing it. Oh, uh, real. Maybe maybe use some other words. <laughs> railing it with yeah, <laughs> just, railing, it. just railing the guitar.
And, and, and the, the guy responds, "Oh, my bad." Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, you know, I didn't want to be an ass, but I was like, "You're like, haha, you're all, you're all good, bro." And then I, <laughs> yeah. And then I just commented on there one hour ago. Got him. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I just, you know, I like, I don't know. I thought it'd be, I thought it was fun to just mess with and be like, you know, I know, I, I don't know. I mean, I Dude, guess I those comments see, are so full of hate. What song all, were y'all playing there? That was a. Uh, we all was, playing wild as her. We were playing wild as her. And Corey got up. Yeah, and sang Corey, it with Corey got up and sang it with us. And uh, that's cool. Yeah, he even let me extend the solo a little bit. So. Yeah, is that weird uh, playing somebody else's song? Like that was like a big song. It's a lot more. Uh, I felt pretty nervous. That was probably the most nervous I yeah. was for the, for a song that night because you know you want to do that song justice and you know you want the artist to the artist feel that sings it to feel comfortable way, way, and, yeah, yeah yeah man and so um that was pretty nerve-wracking so, hey man uh I'm, we're gonna do your song tonight but i extended the solo <laughs> yeah. so i just want to let you know that uh i didn't fuck it up but yeah. you know you might not like it but i am gonna shred yeah. this, this is my show yeah. <laughs> yeah. dude it was it wasn't it wasn't like too long so i think yeah. it was like a couple you know a few bars of like ex- extending the yeah. solo it would have been funny though to have like turned it into like a six minute yeah. song yeah know? Like, make it like a, a long like song. he's on stage he can't do anything like, he doesn't <laughs> even he's like, at there. this point doesn't know what to do with his hands so like, uh, but he finally just starts going <laughs> you know, like convulsing you know like, going to like dude, a, yeah. I don't know what to do with my hands so I'm just gonna rock out like I'm in a widespread show like, like, like all the verses all the choruses are done it's at the end of the song and it's just, just Dave Matthews just, it out yeah, yeah. Dang, bro. That's great, man. Oh, my god! I'm going to turn around and look at my drummer. What are we doing here? Yeah. <laughs> That's great, dude. That would have been awesome. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I feel like that sometimes. Like, if we add a new song to the set list and, like, I haven't, like, quite worked out, like, everything I'm going to do, I'm like, mm. I'm like, at some points, I'm like, oh, I don't kind of know what to do here. Yeah. <laughs> Trey used to just turn yeah. around and look at me and take a, a hit of his vape and he'd go, oh, <laughs> You were not excited about being boozled. Wait, the jelly bean game. Oh, we don't have oh, to do no. that. Oh, we're doing well, I'm it. never excited about it. We're yeah, doing let's it. Do it. Right, it's let's happening. Do it. I haven't played it. this in like a long time, but oh, wait, how does this how does this work again? <laughs> you what spin that top, you spin it, and it'll tell you what to pick out of the. All right, out of so the jar. I got um dead fish or uh-huh. banana smoothie. <laughs> oh my god, this thing smells even worse now. <laughs> When's the last time we did a podcast? I don't even remember. I need a new one. Dude, no, we don't need no more. When that okay. one runs out, we're done. It's your turn. <laughs> Hell, I'm, y'all gonna walk in here one day. I'm gonna I think that. this is dead. So what do you do? You just, you just <laughs> gonna be like three spin. Spin. What'd you land on? Oh, tutti fruity or stinky socks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now, now just open the jar. Now open the jar. No, it opens on the side. Wait, where's it open? Oh, on the side. Right yeah, just yeah. Okay. big lid. And then find the one that's the same color as what you landed on. <laughs> hey, at least I've I'm, spun that. It's priceless. <laughs> Tutti fruity. <laughs> Tutti fruity. What would you say the way he spun it? <laughs> well, since he spun it, his face has been like. <laughs> I got peach. Well, I'm hoping that, like, the zen in my mouth, like, you know. Oh, I put paper towels under the table. Yeah, already. we need can, those. Uh, can so take we, some of the, the flavor. Some people spit them out right away. If I get barf, I'm spitting it out. I got peach or barf. Do y'all like? Will y'all have y'all gotten a good one? Uh, yeah, Trey yeah, gets or, good almost yeah, every time. Okay. Will you hand me one of those cutoffs? I wonder if he's getting good ears. ones or if he's just eating. Oh, yeah, yeah. Trey gets them good almost every time. <laughs> All right, on three. One, two, three. You'll know in about oh. three. Choose. Oh, that's bad. 
I got, got tutti frutti. I got peach. I got tutti frutti. Oh, let's go, Damn. dude. <laughs> I like this game. <laughs> oh, McElwain didn't do one. Oh, McElwain. Come on, Come on. McElwain. He was hey, trying to be quiet. Pass it to me. He was trying to be quiet. Yeah, pass it to me. I'll be, be a little easier. Mine was good. That wasn't bad. Mm -mm. Damn, I hate doing this. Trey, what did you have? Uh, I had a dead fish. <laughs> Can I'm you still not taste doing it? That. Yeah, you are. What is it? I'm not doing living right, liver and onions. Yeah, you are. Oh, might be coconut on, or something. I've done that. McElwain. McElwain. You should be Michael used to it now. No. Oh, there's no more of them. I'm just kidding. Damn. Come on, McElwain. There's only three of them left. That's fine. Take one. That's fine. We've had so many bad ones. I got to all be good now. Well, if we could find a way to rig that thing where it landed on liver and onions every time every Bonner time. spun it, that would be awesome. <laughs> Bonner won't do it no more. Yeah. He already don't want to do it. Pop that thing. <laughs> uh, that's great. Uh, I love it when he gets a bad one. That's great. I had a good one. <laughs> all right. Um, what else we got? Uh, well, I was just wondering, um, do you think you'll ever do the major label thing again? Is that like a goal as country radio, something that you'd want to do with the right group? Or I think with the right group, I mean, I'm in no rush right now to, to jump into something mm -hmm. like that. But um, honestly, man, my, my biggest thing right now is just being out on the road playing, man, yeah. just building that grassroots. Um, That's my... I don't know, man. I feel like that's like number one priority right now. Is just you just to want to keep making the music that you love and mm. doing yeah. that. That's it. How, how like, since you took that chance when you were 13 and went and did something so wild like playing guitar, has that kind of changed how you do things now? Like, ever since then, have you, like, if you come to a crossroad where you're like, oh, man, that would be cool, but uh, maybe I shouldn't. Like, do you now make that leap? Do you ever like reflect on that and be like, I'm just going to do it because like maybe something cool could happen again? Yeah, like, man. Um, or. I don't know. I mean, again, I mean, I know I keep talking about that. That intuition thing, but yeah. really like just. I don't know, man, if it feels right, like let's just keep. Trust your gut. Just trust your gut, man. Trust yeah. your gut. And uh, I don't know, man. It's like. My my favorite thing in the world. I mean, I, honestly, man, it's like it's it's to the point. I mean, I love writing songs, but and I love playing shows now just as much. I mean, I probably love them both equally because you can't. It's almost like one of those things is like can't have one without without the other yeah, in a yeah. way. You know, like even with outside songs, like I love like in my free time listening to outside songs. Dude, that's like, my favorite thing dude, to do. It's the best, man. Like, I mean, if I'm not writing and someone's sending me like. Someone sent me like four songs like before I got here today, and like I cannot wait to jump back in the truck and Go listen home, to drive home yeah. to and your listen house. and yeah. listen to these outside songs because you never know. Like that what was another thing too. Be, you cut you some know? outside songs on your record. Mm -hmm. um, is it EP or record that you just put out? I call them records. I, I would say it's a record. Yeah, I guess they they call it a project. Yeah, but I don't know. But that's okay. So this project you just put out, I noticed there were some. Some um, unreleased songs mm -hmm. on there. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm 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 the best song wins kind Dude, of guy. Hundred you know? percent, man. I mean, that was something that that uh, Buddy Cannon like stressed me. He was like, "Hey, man, whether you're on it or someone else is on it, yeah, if it speaks to you in a way, yeah, then that then." And I don't mean song, to like you know? sound egotistical, but I feel like 
you know, I love writing songs, you know, yeah. and I mean, but I'm not, I'm not a, you know, universal toolbox. I'm not, I, I'm, I'm good at doing one or two things mm -hmm. and, and writing songs, you That's, know? Yeah. But like, I feel like as artists in this day and age, if we're cutting outside songs, we're restoring Nashville to what it, what it was made right. for. You know Dude, what I mean? I feel the same you feel way. That way. I feel the same yeah. way, man. I mean, it's like giving back into the, the economy like the songwriting economy mm. like yeah because if you're not cutting them if nobody's cutting them then they lose that that job's gone yeah i love I, I'm, I'm not gonna remember um can't wait till we let robots write our songs have oh, 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 the the AI. AI? are we oh, getting into that dude <laughs> it's it's pretty crazy no I, I can't remember i'm not gonna remember who i was on it was on cameron marlowe's last record but he cut a song he cut an outside song um i'm not gonna be remember who but it was like Two or three new guys that were like new to town. Yeah, that had that had written it, and he cut that song without yeah. his name being on it, and that fires yeah. me up because that might have been you know their first you know big. I've changed everything for them. Oh, was it? Uh, was it the song that Maxwell and Liam Stolly wrote? Oh yeah, yeah. Awesome. yeah. Oh gosh, yes, uh, yes. Um, walking out on walking out on us walking or? out. Uh, oh yeah. I'm, I'm running, running out. Patience. Yeah, yeah. You're running, running out. out. Running out on running you. Running out on running you. Out on yeah. You. Dude. Yes, I'm running out on yeah, you. Yeah, Maxwell, Dawson, song. and Liam Stolly. And, and Liam Stolly got a publishing Maxwell deal. produced all my music yeah. up until this last project. But uh, yeah, they wrote that song like a while back, but him and uh, Cameron go like way back. Yeah, been friends since he moved here. So. I just I love I love cutting. I'm pretty sure songs. Liam got a publishing deal though recently. Might yeah, have been because of that. Yeah, mm. for sure, which would be awesome. I, I don't know if that. he had it before or not, but Maxwell got his. But mm. yeah, but yeah, yeah. The other part Dawson didn't have mm -hmm. one, and you know, yeah, yeah. So that's cool, man. It's, it's awesome, awesome, man. I, but I'm I'm with you, dude. Like, I, I, there is part of me that like when we do cut an outside song that almost feels like all right, like we're doing something that. You know, like in in a world where it's all about like, and obviously like we love writing our own songs. Yeah. I love telling that, but and you need those, and you need those, and but when you hear an outside song that just like rocks you to your core and just yeah. going like, I mean, who's the know. king of country music? Mm -hmm. George, George, yeah. George. George. How many songs did he write? Right, not any yeah, until later on in his career when his son got mm -hmm. into it. You know, yeah, and I mean, yeah, dude, I, I yeah. I love listening to outside what, songs. What is great. one thing you would go back and tell fourteen year old Peyton? Um Do you ever write letters to yourself? I do. I've never done that. I go back and I look at a lot of pictures of when I was fourteen or fifteen. Yeah. And I and I look at that that wide eyed I had that wide eyed crazy dreamer. Just didn't care. Look, that did not care. He was happy for every part of the process. And I think that's that's what I would keep telling him is, hey, enjoy every part of that high and that low because it builds. It'll get you where you are now and just enjoy every part of the every part of the journey and still like have that wide eyed look. Don't I mean, that's what I'm, I'm learning. I'm trying to get better at now, too, is like, you know, those things like that first write with maybe a big writer, you know. Just go for it. Just rip go it. for it. Don't even yeah. care what they think Don't about you. Don't even care, man. Yeah. Um, gosh, man, that's such a good. That's a good. I mean, it it can take. It might take. It, it would take me a second to answer that because I think there's so many things I tell them. But I think I just tell them, hey, like, 
Yeah. It'll be okay. Don't lose that. Yeah. It'll be okay too. Like you know. What I got if, another. Uh, I got another. Before I'm sorry, Mitch. No, you're uh, fine. Uh, just looking at you telling these stories too, because I, I go back ten years with Trey, and so what is it like when you first heard? somebody singing your song back to you when you're on stage like that i remember that same moment like being on stage with him walking into some of these arenas or festivals or this that and other and i'm like just as emotional as probably he was like like Mm. damn like here we are Hmm. man we were out this we were out this past weekend and um we're out this past weekend and and uh there was a a bunch of people in this audience that were singing miss the boat and really you know i mean the fact that you connected with someone in that song, I think that's what gets me emo- so emotional about it is that that song made an imprint on their life, made a memory out of like that song will be a part of them. All, that, all, that song will always yeah. be a part of them. The fact they went back and kept listening to it, knew the words, you're forever in a way connected to that person. Yeah, like a piece of you. Like a piece, like a piece of me is like with that person. You you're share connected. A piece of you. you could, and that's what's so cool, man, about like those audiences. You could be so, um, you could believe in completely different things, but at that moment, you connect through a through a song. Yeah, and that's like so powerful. It's like that dude. Jamie Johnson song. That's why I write songs. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. Dude. Uh, yeah. So, so uh, another tough question. If somebody's watching this right now at home and let's say they're new to town mm. or, you know, and they're a songwriter that is just trying to do this and they're like, man, I love Peyton's stuff. I think he's great. I would love to write with him. What advice do you have for them? Like, what would you say? Like, if someone wanted to write with you, how could they reach out to you? What would be the best way of going about that? What What would like you tell a new songwriter to town trying to get to write with someone that they want to write with? I know this is a hard question to answer. That's why I'm asking. I think spending so much of that time figuring out what, what you, what's the special thing that you do that you bring into the room, right? Like, I'm not going, like, if you find that thing that I'm not able to do, like, whether it be rhythmically or melody or finding that special thing that you kind of add to your, your upcoming class of songwriters, like, what's that, finding that niche thing that you do and sticking to that. Thing that you know you you yeah. can do really well have you ever you know? like have you ever like w- like been that guy that wants to write with one of your heroes and then you get the right and you go in there and you just totally bomb and oh, you're yeah. like god that, that person <laughs> just thinks i'm terrible yeah but like that that's kind of like where i found out for me that it's not like okay well if i love tony lane songs you know i wish i haven't written with tony lane but i'm waiting you know what i mean yeah for it to organically happen mm-hmm. but it's like if i love tony lane songs and i love um you know like bryce long songs or whatever mm-hmm. like you know because i feel like all we're doing is emulating what we love you yeah. know what i mean so it's Absolutely. like how do i do that with these organic relationships <laughs> that i meet at red door at fucking two o'clock in the morning or whatever you know what totally. i mean how do i how do i do i find somebody that's like you know, on the same level as me, um, but has some of the same similar interests and has their own version mm. of that and my own version and how that meshes well. Totally. You know what I mean? Oh, and dude. then the, and then the big rights with your heroes and all that stuff happens once you put all that together. Yes. You know what I mean? 100%. I mean, yeah, I think, you know, 
No matter, no matter what you're all, I feel like, you know, you're always going to be a reflection of your influences and what you, you know, what you grew up here and that's going to make its way just because that's what, when you're influenced yeah. by something, that's yeah. going to automatically make its way. But I was, uh, yeah, yeah I know. mean, I was at a songwriter night here in town. It was uh, outside of the round, Matt Burrills. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> there, I was there and there was this kid on stage, his name's Sam. And he was like, I saw Trey Lewis in here earlier. Uh, I'd like to write with you wherever you are. And I was like, damn, dude, that's some balls. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I was like, I'm going to write with that kid because fuck it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't dude, book rights on Mondays. I'm going to hit it. And I was just like, let's just do it. We might yeah. stare at each other for four hours. Like, yeah. You or know. it might be him in the hotel lobby. It yeah, might it might be, be him in the hotel lobby. I mean, I, that's where I like, I, I don't know, man. Like, I think I get I get so excited when I see, you know, a, a songwriter at, at Live Oak or, or something like that, a, a new songwriter to town. And, and when they have that much passion and they're like that confident to like, hey, yeah. I want to write. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, let's do it, man. Do if, it, you, yeah. if, you, if you're that confident yeah. in that, then hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, let's get a day, man. I mean, what's, what's, the, what's, the, what's, the, what's the worst thing that happened? We stared at each other for four hours. Like, I've done that a million times. <laughs> right? I've done that I more mean, times dude. than I've gotten songs. <laughs> totally. You know I mean? We do that anyways, right? It's like, that happens some yeah. days, yeah. man. And, I love uh, getting those tapes from Trey. Hey, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was brutal. I want to get You want to grab I mean, I wrote a song called Net Fish and Chill today. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Did yeah, you do it? Please tell me. No, you got it, it. it was. It, we wrote with track guy. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, oh, I have God. one. That's last, actually pretty cool. I have one last question. Um, oh, if so, after this podcast, if somebody's listening to this far, thank you. But what is one song off your project that you would like to tell a backstory to that you want them to go listen to? One song as soon as they cut this podcast off. They search you on Spotify or Apple. What's that one song of the new project and what's the backstory on it that you mm-hmm. think will help connect, make it connect? Man, there's a um, there's a song on there called The Hard Way. And this is what I love about like just, you know, listening to you know, outside song. Best song, best song wins. There's a song on there called The Hard Way that was recorded in 2004. It was an old Keith Urban song on Be Here. And it was recorded recorded in 04 and it never was a single, but I always loved that song. And so when me and the guys at Combustion started talking about songs, you know, obviously we're talking about the, the Keith comparison and, you know, I was like, well, I can't run from it. It's just part of, you know, it's always been part of who I am and what I love. And, and they were like, well, we should just like cut a Keith song, you know, like cut. And I was like, man, one of my favorite songs is a song called The Hard Way. It was never a single and it was a song that Rivers Rutherford and Gordy Sampson wrote. And I think it was Gordy's uh, like first major cut. And uh, but it never was a single. And the, but the song, dude, it's it's one of the most beautifully like well written songs, like melody wise, subject wise, it's incredible. But I mean, I went home and I did like a little work tape, like, you know, super broke down demo of it and brought it the next day to the guys at Combustion. They were like, we've got to cut this. It was like, so to see that song that's that old, um, bring on, like get another life. Yeah. Just, I love, I love stuff that happens like that. Like old songs that, you know, no matter how old, the timeless songs, man, like just songs that like could have been recorded in the nineties or could have been recorded in the two thousands and still, holds the lyrics and the melody still hold up 20 you know 15 years later yeah um 
that song is is super special just because I those those kind of songs, those timeless songs. Um I'm super, super proud of that one, man. Um, and the fact that we got to record it um again, you know. And you think Keith Urban's heard it? He has heard it, yes. Oh shit. He has heard it, yeah. <laughs> um I hadn't talked I you know, I mean I hadn't talked to him, but uh he said he loved the record and he was like said that you know we did a great job on it so that was a that was a good feeling but i don't know man i just i Dream love that collab, story. keith urban eric church church yep. yeah church is uh church is probably the biggest reason i think i started writing songs for yeah. sure um when i got to you know when i got to a point where i was able to understand lyrics and know what stories actually know what's going on All church right. was the first guy you can have one eric church record but you got to burn the rest and never oh. again <laughs> damn which one? Carolina. Yeah. I think it would be Carolina. I'm going mis- Mr. Misunderstood. Oh, see, dude, that's, ah, oh, see, because that record too. It's, it's like, just so southern, southern rock, and I just love it. It's weird. It's like everything. Yeah. Americana, southern rock. Like, it's got all yeah. those things. Um, My favorite church song is a song called Where She Told Me To Go. Yeah, that's damn I heard you are coming out. What's the one that you made me listen to recently? Oh. Um, who says you can't take it with? You? Oh, yes, oh so yeah. dude! I never listened to Another Eric Church. Great one. He never listened to it. I was like, you've never heard no. this song. I, it, I Man, mean, like, every time I get in this truck, he's bumps it, dude. I fucking Outsiders the uh, record. I scream yeah. it now though. Oh, like, dude, that that song. That song is amazing. It, it made it on like all my playlists. You know, the the breakup playlist, the happy playlist, the sad playlist. Yeah. It's on all of them, and and I love it. And I never understood the Eric Church thing until probably three months ago when Trey played <laughs> me that song. Dude. And Trey knows my style now, and he'll. You know when you're in the truck and your friend's like, hey, man, I just need you to shut up and listen. Three minutes. Um, yes, give me three minutes. And yes. he did that. Yeah. And he was like, hey, shut up and listen. And I was like, <laughs> okay. And that was the song. And I was, he was like, I think this is one. My fa- What's your all-time favorite song, country song here? Yeah. Because I, I got a hot take here. Yeah. That's going to catch you off guard. But because of that hot take, he, he knew I'd like this one. Shoot. Oh my gosh. Um, just from like your era. From like, just, just what like a, you listen to from. Yeah. And this doesn't have to say it's the best of all time, but I mean, just kind of like the best. Just like one that's up there for you. Yeah. Dude, I think anything but mine, the Chesney song is one of the coolest songs ever. (laughs) It's a good one. I mean, that song like brings me back to my, I mean, also like you listen to that song, like, I don't know. I mean, that song's better than Freebird. I'm just going to say it. I mean, yeah. Hey, you know, hey, I mean, it's a, I don't know, man, the, the way that. That so- the way that song paints a picture, it's I like I feel the sting of summer on my skin. I mean, that's pretty good, dude. Like it's that good, song, dude. I don't know. That in the song midst of the chills. music, I tell her I love her. We both laugh because we know it's true, dude. I mean, see, just reading <laughs> that, it's like, like oh, come on, shit fires me up, dude. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I, I mean it's hard to pick one, but anything but mine. Come Mine's on, a come settle on. for a slowdown. Oh yeah, Dirks. Oh, Dirks dude, yeah. that's a that's a great one. Yeah. It's, it's definitely overlooked. What, what you got? What you got, Trey? Uh, I I like uh, there goes my life. I feel like that's a nut. Dude. We watched that last oh. night. The Wendell Mobley YouTube. Oh. Dude, yeah. I feel like that song. He was on my like flight from the top other day. to bottom, into the bridge, into the course. I mean, it's just like immaculate. And I mm. I grew up. Um, my stepdad. Uh, who I also called dad. I had two dads growing up, I always say. But him and Neil Thrasher, which Neil Thrasher wrote that song with Wendell Mobley. Uh, him and Neil Thrasher were childhood best friends. And mm. I got to go hunting with Neil when I was like seven. 
I haven't seen him since or wow, anything like man. that. I emailed him a couple of my shitty songs before I lived here. <laughs> so I kind of, I think kind of burnt that bridge, but um, I sent him the video to Dick Down in Dallas. I was like, I just want to let you know that like I still take songwriting very seriously, but this is going on wow, in my life right man. now. Dude, that's cool. Um, but I, but I mean, I've mm. written with some of his co-writers, but I haven't ran into him yet. But that's, dude. I'm still waiting on that moment. But I love that song, dude. It's I feel amazing. like that song is just like so top to bottom. But you I know, mean, really, I mean, when it's all said and done, "Run" by George Strait. Yeah. Oh, "Run" is oh, dude. I yeah. mean, it's one number two. That yeah. that's amazing. You know, I was talking. It's funny. You bring there goes my life. I was just talking about that. I, I was either to, I think it was today. I was talking about it, but it was either today or yesterday. But like the feeling. Like I remember the first time I heard that song, and that's that's what's amazing to me about production and even the way that you cut a vocal. Like when I was I was probably like six or seven the first time I heard that song and had no clue what it was talking about, yeah. but I felt the weight of yeah. that song yeah. and and how heavy that subject was, even though I didn't know what it was talking about. I completely agree. Live like you were dying the, did that to me. Right? The the lyric that I got in that song, I remember hearing that song, but the first time I ever like heard it, it was like if you ain't got a suitcase, get a box or an old brown paper sack. Yeah. And I remember just seeing like that old brown paper sack, mm -hmm. like being like all worn up. Oh, worn you visualize it. Oh, yeah, yeah visualize dude. It. And that's what makes the song amazing. I where I was when I heard that yep. song. I had a fucking bicycle. Totally. And I had a CD player that I put in my pocket with headphones. Yeah. Oh, yeah, on dude. On my bike, listening to that song. But you couldn't pedal too hard or the CD would skip. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, those little handheld CDs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, dude. Yeah, we had them in wrestling practice. We'd be running around doing conditioning around the circuit. You have to hold it like straight up. Because uh -huh. yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if it turned at all, it was yeah. skipping. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. Great. Good stuff, dude. That's awesome. Well, dude, I think this has been a great podcast. Dude, I mean, yeah, I've had a blast. Ten, Thank y'all, man. Thank Appreciate you for me. coming. Uh, at your social medias, medias, or what? Peyton Smith music. Uh, I think Instagram is. I think yeah, Peyton Smith music, and then uh, I think the rest is all Peyton Smith music. Cool. Y'all well, so. be sure to go follow him, go stream his new record, and uh, what's next? Next more man, we're, music touring. We're, yeah, we're we're back. You know, cutting some more songs and looking for you know songs right now, and um, and then touring. Man, we're trying to hit the road as much as we possibly can right cool. now. Cool. Go so. to his, you got a website? I do. Everybody's got a website. Everybody got a website. Yeah. <laughs> go to his website. Uh, go see him on tour. He's awesome. Maybe uh, one of these days we'll get us a show together or something. Or yeah, end yeah. up same festival or something. That's right. All right, dude. We'll appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Thank y'all for watching episode 38 of the DM Monday podcast. Please rate and subscribe and uh, check us out on YouTube. Don't forget that we are on YouTube. Full video. You can see my ugly face. And, uh, and mine. And Mitch's. <laughs> Let uh, us know in the comments if you like the segments. I was yeah, excited about those. Yeah. Let's turn it out cool. Yeah. Go to uh, iTunes or wherever you listen to leave a review. Love y'all. Peace out. Even though